Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Today's Your Star Wars Journey episode is actually a little different. Now, this is an interview I did with Ken Napsok of Force Center Podcast uh, about a year and a half ago. I believe it was sometime in early February of 2017. Uh, it was This was the infancy of the Followers of the Force podcast. Uh, when I initially started this whole thing, it was... For a journalism project, uh, we were supposed to start a blog about anything and just update it every week, you know, with different assignments and what have you. So it was called the Followers of the Force fan blog, and it was just about, and I, and I say it in the beginning of the interview, but it's a, it was just about highlighting what the fans are doing and kind of the same concept, but uh, not quite the same. You will, however, notice that my interviewing skills were not the best back then, although I, I thought for the first interview I did with anybody of note, uh, it wasn't too bad. But yeah, it's really cool to see you know how everything has progressed since then. And I hope you guys enjoy this uh, this little time capsule of an episode, I guess. you know It's fun always looking back and seeing how all this came to be. So guys, I guess for episode number 16, this is a throwback episode and how fitting that this goes up on a Thursday. Uh, a throwback Thursday episode with Ken Napsock of the Force Center podcast way back in February 2017, and we even go into some Last Jedi speculation, uh, which, looking back now, is was pretty great. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this, and may the Force be with you, always. So when I messaged you back a few days ago, um, mentioned that I started a Star Wars fan blog called Followers of the Force. It's kind of born out of a journalism project that I'm doing, but it's nice. basically dedicated to fans of Star Wars, you know, what we do, the stuff, the f- short films, podcasts, and all that stuff. And I thought, mm. you know, who better to ask for an interview than Ken Epson? And I even got Sounds you on my good. shirt. Cool schmo shirt right here. So I had oh, to dress for the occasion. Cool. Yeah, that's great. It's one of the older ones. Yep. Uh, so I got about 10 questions here that I wanted to ask you. We can run through them. I know you got to be done by about 4.30. So we'll get through yeah. these pretty quick. Um so just to start off, um, first question, you know, how did you get introduced yeah. to Star Wars? Um, it was, it would be 1983. So yeah, Jedi was the first one I saw in the theater. And um, I didn't, wasn't really familiar with it 
I think I, I, I thought Battlestar Galactica was Star Wars, the, the, the late 70s original mm-hmm. Battlestar. Um, so some of my friends had the figures and everything. So I remember seeing the trailer for Jedi at my friend's house on a slumber party birthday type thing. And we all saw the trailer and all my friends freaked out and I didn't know what was going on, but I just, I was so like excited by it. Um, so it, uh, it totally, uh, it like totally, uh, just got me excited. I, like I said, I didn't even know. I just saw guys with the green laser swords and dressed in black and a guy in a cape and weird creatures and spaceships. And I was hooked. And so I saw Jedi, uh, up in my hometown, San Luis Obispo at a, a theater in downtown slow. And that's, uh, that's where I saw it for the first time. And Jedi was obviously then your first theater experience with Star Wars. Yeah, well, technically not. I actually did see the uh, A New Hope it, at a drive-in, but I was one, probably. Yeah, I'm trying to do the math, but yeah, I was like swaddled in a in a in a right. baby uh, baby blanket. Don't remember it obviously, but yeah, I actually did. I was I was alive for it to be in the theater. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, first Star Wars movie I saw was. Phantom Menace in 99, I think I was either two or three, and I vividly remember these two guys in the bottom, dressed as Qui-Gon and Darth Maul, doing the whole duel, and that's like the only memory I have of that movie, seeing it in the theater. It was, that's it was, great. I don't even know if it actually happened. I don't happened. know if it actually happened. That's what I remember. I'm sure it did. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that <laughs> Um. So, growing up, you know, Star Wars influences a lot of us, either to be filmmakers or actors and all that stuff. Um, how did Star Wars influence you growing up? Um, it definitely made me want to be a, a, a filmmaker for a while, and, I, and I'm not one now, and I went a different path. But um, it, it definitely inspired my imagination, maybe more to be a storyteller is more accurate. I just didn't know at the time. I wanted to, I wanted to be a director like George Lucas, Lucas I thought. And so I used to – I didn't write them down too much, but I, like I used to have stories. I always talk about like on, on, on Force Center how I, I had an episode seven in my head for for a long time. Uh, it was stupid and silly, and I was Han and Leia's kid, and we fought in a big fight on Tatooine and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, hey, you know, maybe with Jakku and Kylo Ren, I got close. I almost was there um, as my career changed and I got into other places. Um, I'm still a writer and I still uh, am a storyteller and an entertainer, but uh, I, I did start going to film school uh, or started on that path, I should say, and studied uh, film and video production for two years and realized I just did not have the patience for it. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I backed off of, uh, of that. But that's how it inspired me. It inspired me to tell stories. Oh, okay. I was just, before I called you, I was looking at a, uh, um, an old video from the podcast channel in which you talked mm-hmm. about a... Uh, a spec script that you were writing, uh, Rebels, was it Rebels Rising? Or... Oh, there was, the, there, yeah, it was, um, when was that? I had had, I, this is back when, uh, obviously we had no idea what was coming, and, um, though I'm sure the discussions had already begun between Lucasfilm and Disney, and I was sitting with Mark Riley after one of the Schmoes shows, and I was like, uh, what if you just wrote a Star Wars spec script? Like I know it wouldn't get made, but what if we uh, uh, 
what if we did? It was I think it was Rise of the Rebellion or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we started poking around the idea. Um, some people were like, "Oh, that's just stupid. That's never going to get made. Don't waste your time." And I was like, "Well, I just want to get attention with it." Uh, I wasn't really writing as much uh, then um, as I had been before, or I am now over at Collider. So um, we just got it got put on the back burner. And then you know, it would have been totally uh, for nothing uh because of uh what happened what was announced a short while later though who knows we, you know we could have got attention maybe mark riley and i would have written rogue one we don't know yeah or maybe they got your idea and uh pitched uh star wars rebels and that's that's what came out you never know yeah, yeah it was a little different but yes they, but yes now that i see that they they had it all they had it all in the works they yeah. know what they're doing they'll know what they're doing um so after that um, mm-hmm. How did the idea of Jedi Alliance come about with Mod Garrett? Um, so we were going to be launching Schmoes No Network, which we knew for a while, um, and uh, it just made sense uh, to to have um, to have uh, a Star Wars show on there. So it was originally supposed to be. Uh, Christian and or Mark were going to be involved. It just made sense that they would uh, have a Star Wars show. Christian was already on uh, Far, Far Away over on Geek Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very much the idea for it was um, uh, Christian Harloff and, and Mark Ellis. That's what they wanted to do. And, and with Kevin Undergar over at uh, After Buzz and that whole uh, company, they, they developed that. Uh, I was going to be on it in some kind of fashion. Um, and then the way things just kind of worked out, uh, Christian was doing that. I think Jedi Council was in the early works. Uh, they were going to test it over at Collider. So Christian was going to be part of that. And it just was one of the things where it didn't fall into my lap, but um, they just couldn't do it as much. And Mark, with his stand-up and everything, couldn't commit to, to a weekly hosting thing, uh, or at least didn't want to. He's he's a free spirit. needs to go hit the comedy <laughs> stages. Yeah. Um, so it fell to me, and then um, I really – I didn't know Maude uh, that well. I knew her through Tiffany Smith and Alicia Malone, obviously. had been around Maude maybe once or twice, but I just knew she was a, a big Star Wars fan, and I respected what she did uh, in front of the camera, in front of the microphone, and just know, knew that she knew her stuff. And I pushed for it, and no one certainly fought against it, but I, you know, I was like, hey, just l- l- let me try this out. And um, Maude and I uh, met. We did a test show in my house, um, which was pretty much yeah, actually the first episode. We just kind of ran through that first episode that you can see on YouTube. And uh, we did that, and, and, and Maude is uh, great at creating bits and, and, and little things to do. Star Pause, the trivia thing, was all her idea. The five questions, the five most important questions was, was Maude's uh, general idea, just like, hey, we should all get to know every one of our guests. Um, so her and I were just a great team. Uh, I miss working with her on a regular basis, but that's where it kind of, kind of grew. And, and, you know, fortunately when she left, um, that was something that had to happen at the time, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed the iteration of Jedi Alliance after she left, but it was, uh, it was never quite as, as fun when, uh, when it was with Mod. Yeah. I remember watching, uh, you guys and then Joseph Scrimshaw and John Roca and Mark Donica and sort of the, the different hosting teams that came after. And I, I still love the show. It's, it's great. Yeah. You know, Jedi Alliance Council. And my next question uh, about Force Center. Um, yeah. That you're now doing with Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Um, what's your ultimate yeah. goal with that show? 
you know, we just we're trying to figure it out. 2017 is good. Our download numbers are, are up. We definitely uh, are, are gaining an audience. Uh, we have a, you know, there's a, so many Star Wars shows out there, so I don't compare myself to anybody. I actually don't listen to a lot of other Star Wars shows because I just want to concentrate on what we're doing. Right. Um, you know, and I don't want to subconsciously take something else that someone else is doing. But I, I really like what we're doing. Uh, we have a certain certain way of, of talking about Star Wars and celebrating Star Wars and disagreeing with Star Wars. I think we do in a very um, celebratory, nice, uh, even-handed way and have a lot of fun doing it. So, you know, we it started – Force Center started as uh, me just wanting to be able to talk about Star Wars knowing that I would probably be leaving Jedi Alliance. I knew that was coming longer and before – um, I announced it, um, so I just wanted to have uh, Star Wars to be in my brand, and uh, that was the way. And then I had met Joseph through Jedi Alliance, obviously, and we we formed a good partnership. And same with Jennifer, and so it just made sense. So we'll see. We got we definitely have plans. We'd like to do more live um, convention appearances. That's been really fun. The Star Wars counseling and stuff um, at uh, LA Comic Con was really popular, uh, packed packed uh, convention room which was a, a pretty good sized room so we were, we were humbly excited by what that was so we want to do more of that um, and just kind of keep growing it's it's a thing we all do on the side which is makes it hard but we, we keep a pretty dedicated schedule to it which I think is is how you can achieve success in the digital media world is just approaching it like it like like it is a, a, a weekly uh, a programming that people come to expect um so we're, we're working on that but we'll see we'll see well i can tell you definitely have dedicated fans including myself who every time there's a new episode stop what i'm doing listen to it and you know just follow through the feed so i don't think that show's gonna go anywhere i mean and especially with the addition of uh data bank brawl which is my favorite mm-hmm. show on there mm-hmm. how, how did that idea come yeah. about that that is uh, all Joseph's idea. So as we as we're building it, um, you know, Spotlight Star Wars is just me in in this microphone you see here. This is where I record in my room, and it was just a monologue. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do um, with it. Um, it's not my favorite show on the feed. It's just something I just have that that voice and, and the ability to to record. So hey, let's talk Star Wars. Um, but. Uh, we knew Force Center. You know, obviously, it's a podcast, and it's different than what Jedi Council or Jedi Alliance does with cameras mm-hmm. and everything. Force Center could have could be another version of that. We wouldn't mind one day being on a weekly video type of basis at a studio somewhere, um, but that that's a long way off. So it's definitely a podcast. It's definitely a radio show. So we have bits and everything, but we we just knew we wanted to increase the programming on the feed. I liked the idea of having a hub of Star Wars programming, not just one style of show. Right. And uh, Joseph um, wanted something completely different from, than Spotlight Star Wars and Force Center, which is um, you know discussion and news-based and theories and speculation and all that fun stuff. So he's the one that's all him. That is completely his, his show, his idea, and uh, it's absolutely you know fun to be on. It's one of my favorites too, especially oh, yeah. the ones with Mike Black. But those are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I... One of the things that I also wanted to mention to you was also the chemistry that you guys have mm-hmm. as a group. That I think that also takes it to a whole other level and is what makes it so enjoyable. Um, yeah. So speaking of going to the possibility of going to video in the future, um, there's mm-hmm. been rumors recently, maybe going back a few years, about a potential 
um, Star Wars Network. Um, that I've mm. heard rumblings about that. Um, is there anything in particular that you'd like to see? Maybe sort of the ESPN of Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard that. Is that from like like from the Lucasfilm side or or, well, it or was, just its own? Um, I think Tiffany mentioned it on last week's Jedi Council. Um, I haven't seen oh, anything okay. like in any news site, but I it's things that I've heard going around. Look, it would make sense uh, if if you've listened to any of, my, any of my work. You know, I'm a big wrestling fan, and um, I mean, I'm about an hour or so away when we're done here. I got people coming over, and we're going to flip on the WWE Network, and we're going to watch wrestling. Um, so when the WWE Network launched, I think it was ahead of its time and of its time, and it's been a successful thing. And if you're a fan of something. And it's the right kind of property um, that has a big world to play in and history. Um, that's the appeal of WWE Network, and I think that'd be an interesting way to go about uh, you know with Star Wars. I think it could work. Um, I like what they do with the Star Wars show. I'm a fan of, of uh, what uh, they got going on there on the official YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense. There's enough there. So um, you know, that, I'd, I'd be a subscriber. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people would. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe in a network like that, um, sort of bring in the the popular podcasts and Star Wars shows. Who knows? Maybe Jedi Council is on there. Force Center is on there. You know, it sort of create this big community that people, everyone can sort of contribute, you know, what they've been doing. So I think something like that would be pretty cool. I, um, I'd be on board and uh, definitely would uh, be trying to talk to anyone I know to get involved in that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and speaking of that, uh, you know, Star Wars is coming up on its 40th anniversary, and even though we had this short hiatus from Sith to The Force Awakens, I honestly didn't see the fan base dying down, per se. You know, we still got The Force Unleashed video games, the novels, and Clone Wars. Um, why do you think that Star Wars... Why do you think Star Wars has such devoted fans? Um, I I think it is um, it's one of those properties that's just the the world is so um, big to play in, and it inspired so many people across different types of uh, you know just different type of people, old, young, and and um, different backgrounds, and you can take something from the story. It's a big epic and big myth. And we need those stories. They reflect us. So, uh, I, you know, you could be a farm boy in Iowa wanting to go to the big city and you, you identify with Luke. You, we saw what happened with Rogue One. Where a lot of people identified it with the current political situation and climate. Right. Um, you know, we saw you, you could identify with the Ewoks even in Return of the Jedi. You could find <laughs> yep. um, So I think that's why, and I think that's why it's still going strong. It's certainly – has never gone away. I do remember the late 80s and early 90s, which was this time where it wasn't as big and wasn't as popular. And it, and it was something that was, um, again, not fading, uh, not fading in the background, but it was like we had our memories more than we had current things to enjoy. Right. You had the tabletop game, maybe the West End games and some things here and there, comics or something. But it wasn't, it wasn't out and about. Geek culture wasn't out and about as much as it is now, obviously. So Timothy Zahn's books in 91 – Really brought it back, and and it's just built up steam. I mean, I remember ninety, what ninety five, the the power of the force figures coming back was huge. It was a huge thing. I was in college at the time, and it was like we were all 
couldn't believe and so excited that Star Wars figures were coming back. And so it, each generation finds it and discovers it, and it, that fuels it even more, where it's, it's, it's not going to go away now for sure because we're going to oh, be yeah. movies for a long time. Oh, yeah. And that, that's one of the things that the, the new generation is so lucky because they're, they're born into Star Wars all the time. They never, yeah. they never saw that period of, is, or is it coming back? Um, right. And uh, kind of going off that question, since we know mm-hmm. we're going to be getting movies, seems like every year for the foreseeable futures and uh, maybe some more TV shows. Personally, what would you like to see um, going forward in the Star Wars universe? Um, just in terms of what they're going to cover? Is that what you're saying? Like yes, movies, TV uh, shows, movie, movies, yeah. shows, and st- timelines they should cover, characters, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I number one, I, I hope the standalone movies continue to happen. I, I loved Rogue One, not, not without its problems, but love the concept behind it. I'm getting more and more excited for the Han Solo movie, which I didn't think I was. I mean, I always, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see anything they put up there. Right. Um, but I didn't. Origin stories don't excite me as much, and so. To get the adventures of young Han Solo when it was first uh, put out there, I, I thought maybe it'd be, maybe it'd be bad. I don't know. So um, uh, I, I want them to keep that. I wouldn't mind the saga films kind of slowing down for a bit. I'd be a break between nine and ten would be a good thing, um, so that we can reset. We'll never have that feeling again of Episode Seven, the anticipation for it, that that oh, yeah. second before a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away showed up. Uh, I mean, that was. There was a heart-stopping moment. We'll never have that again, even though Rogue One was exciting, and I had that same kind of nervous anticipation, like, I hope right. they get this right. Have it an eight, going to have it a nine. But by, by episode nine, by the solo standalone film and whatever comes after it, and by ten, you know, the excitement will be there, but not like it was for seven. So I wouldn't mind them stopping a little bit for ten. The books and comics are going great so much, I wouldn't mind – Actually, my theme is to have it kind of slow down um, yeah. so we can take it in and enjoy it more. TV show, I think that's inevitable. I mean, we've got Rebels, obviously, and there's another animated show coming after that. But a live-action TV show, I, I think that's inevitable. I'm on board. Um, I hope that is in a different era. I hope that is where we get maybe the Old Republic stuff. Um, I'm still – I never was a giant Old Republic guy. I, I get it, and I like it, um, all that stuff. But, um, like – I think TV is the best place for that. So uh, I'm, I'm open to anything they want to put together. And I want more. I definitely want more prequel era stuff. I Agreed. absolutely, absolutely think there's so much to mine there. Uh, you know, Scrimshaw and I talk about a Count Dooku book. Like, do you want things like that? Uh, I actually, uh, on my most recent Spotlight Star Wars, talked about Darth Maul, the new comic, mm-hmm. where I was not excited for that. But the fact that it's starting to dive in pre-Phantom Menace and getting into Sidious uh, and his plan before it took off, uh, that stuff's interesting to me. And I think there's a lot in there um, that they shouldn't be afraid of. And I, I don't think they are, but I, I think they'll get there eventually. Yeah, and that's one thing with the prequels. I, I used to not like the movies at all. Just because mm-hmm. everybody starts saying, oh, it's Hayden Christensen, oh, it's Jar Jar Binks, it's this and that. And then I started watching mm-hmm. them again for what they were, and I really, really like those movies now. I sort of had this whole sure. perspective of sort of the sort of thematic of- elements of those movies that just make it a lot more enjoyable. And I hope right. more people sort of come around to that. But, you know, to each their own. Can't, <laughs> can't please any, everybody. Yeah, no, you cannot. Yeah, so... Um, for Ken Napsok, what are your 
Star Wars goals going forward? Maybe going to the uh, Star Wars premiere, maybe hosting a panel at mm-hmm. Star Wars Celebration. What, what do you want yeah. to do going forward? You know, I just want to keep being an ambassador for Star Wars, even though I'm not official through Lucasfilm or Disney. Um, I, I would like that. I like I like carrying on that role. That's what we feel Scrimshaw and I are doing for, you know, with Force Center along with Jennifer is, is um, you know, just we're fans, too. And we just we're just reflecting back what what we feel and what the fans feel. So, um that's that's a good thing. Yeah, as far as individual goals, yeah, I'd love to go premiere. I haven't made one yet. Haven't been invited yet. Um, maybe next year. Maybe maybe episode eight. Um, uh, I, was, I was hoping for Rogue One. Something like that's fun. But yeah, Star Wars Celebration. We're heading out there this year. Collider uh, is going to have a big presence out at Star Wars Celebration. I believe I'm going to be part of that. We're still working out the details. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, having having panels and you know looking around and seeing. There's all these figures in the star wars media discussion world uh you know andy gutierrez is one and and uh another new host anthony carboni and and uh, pablo hidalgo and all those people and james arnold taylor and they have yep. regular david collins all these names all these guys like I, i'd like to be in that that circle one day where they could uh you know have have me something have have a task for me at star wars celebration that'd be kind of fun other than that, I'm just happy being a fan, man, and, and having the ability to uh, discuss and break down and speculate about Star Wars. Oh, yeah, I think that's probably all of our dream jobs, just to be involved with Lucasfilm in some some way. You know, that's, that's something that's to do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have one last question for you that my dad wanted me to ask you, because we've been going yeah. back and forth about this since we saw The Force Awakens. And it's yeah. the final scene where... Ray hands, is handing Luke the lightsaber and he takes down the hood and he kind of has this expression, like he kind of widens his eyes a little bit and my dad thinks it's sort of an expression of recognition, like he he's seen Ray before but it's sort of like this conflicted feeling about her because it like, mm-hmm. you can tell the guy starts like, crying a little bit and you right. see a little tear form in his eye and I'm just yeah. like, I don't know, I mean he could have felt Han's death crying about that or he's just hasn't seen somebody else in a while i i don't know what, what are your thoughts about it uh, i've always taken it as some sort of recognition whether or not he knows it's ray or what whatever her real name might be i'm, I'm still definitely of the thought that that's not her real name and we're going to get that eventually yeah. um i think there's recognition i don't necessarily take it as oh that's my daughter or, or that's han's kid or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. um i do think also some of his look is he's feeling what's going on in the force yeah you're right maybe he's aware Han is dead but I think whoever was going to be there if he turns around and it's Leia turns around and it's Chewie or turns around someone he also is just recognizing that it's time uh, I've been uh, out away from this for a long time doing whatever Luke was trying to accomplish um, learning about the force learning about himself whatever out there and I think it was also some of him kind of like we uh, we got to go back to this. Like uh, it's time, and, yeah. and I think that's what we're going to pick up at eight. Is him that taking that lightsaber is a very literal and figurative way to say he's he's back in the game, whether he wants to or not. So I think that was it. I definitely think there's some recognition. I definitely think he knows who Ray is, um, yeah. but I think it's also the bigger stuff too. But oh, I've, I've been hiding out too long. <laughs> yeah, we got what is it February already? So we got about ten months. Mm-hmm. And that movie is going to be one to remember, hopefully. And I'm sure, yeah. I mean, Star Wars, I mean, they always get it right. 
Um, so that's th- those are all the questions I have for you. Um, hope to see you guys at Star Wars Celebration. I'll be there all week with my dad. Um, oh, nice. We, uh, have that meet well, and greet. We- yeah, we will definitely be there. Collider's going to be there. Um, I think we're just working out the details on who was coming. The, the, the big faces are going. Tiffany, John, Christian, Ellis. Uh, I don't know if me and Riley and some of those people are going. Perry will be there. But, yeah, we, we, we def- we're going to have a bit at a hotel. Live movie talks, live Jedi Council, all that kind of stuff. So get ready. Come on by. Awesome. I will definitely be there. Thanks a lot, Ken, for taking the time to speak with me. Got it. Thanks, David. Let me know when this post. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.